Or just working for a company, all the way up to having your own agency. So it's like, right. like ranges to it. But I'm about to get it started. This is how we start over here. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? What's up? You already know who it is. It's me, Tiff D, and this is the Ill Perspective Podcast. Yes, and today I got a special guest. <laughs> um, let's see how I can how I can do this. Designer, um, a great designer, um, uh, author now. We could say that. We could say that. <laughs> Business owner, entrepreneur. But today I got none other than Demarco Hill. What's up? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me on the show today. For sure, for uh, sure, for sure, uh, for sure. Thanks for coming. First of all. It's, it's, you know, we, 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 we just starting, we just into it. So, I mean, we, you know, we just on the, on the platform, we helping each other out. So don't feel like it's, um, I'm getting you on and nah, you, you coming on is a, is a blessing to me. So, uh, again, uh, I just want to talk about business because we both we both i don't want to say we do the same thing but we're in the we're same similar, similar. We're yeah the same yeah field. we're in the same field so uh basically graphic design how did you how did you start it in this and like like what was what's your background like just for the people uh let's see so i've been designing for I want to say like 14 or 15 years, started back as like a freshman in high school. Right. But, you know, all through school growing up, I've always been like creative and RC and, you know, used to do like dance and plays and, you know, all kinds of good stuff like that. So it was kind of, I guess, natural for me to get into something of this nature. Right. You know, I grew up wanting to actually be a, video game designer because I was heavy into video games, you know. Oh, yeah. But, you know, once you uh, start actually looking into what it takes to be one of them, you know, eh, kind of <laughs> change the path a little bit. Right. <laughs> so so what what happened? Like, you, you got scared of uh, of what, what the path was or I don't want to mean, I don't mean to say like scared, but or yeah. was it like you was like, I don't want to do all of that for that. You know what I mean? For that. Yeah, part. I mean. So what, what was it that got you out of that? I mean, you know how you, like, look at stuff and like, oh, my God, that's like, that look cool. Like, I really want to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. And then when you actually look into it, it be like, mm, you know what? Maybe not. Right, but, <laughs> right. You know, I used to always want to do it. And then when I started looking at schools and all that, it realized that it wasn't just the like design side of it. Mm-hmm. It was you gotta know a lot of coding and all that stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. nah, I don't want to learn coding. I don't want to learn coding right now. I like to design and you know draw and be artsy. Right. So then through video games, you know, playing Call of Duty and Halo and all that, I met people and joined a couple like 
I guess, teams. Mm-hmm. And they would need graphic designers to make like YouTube banners and all that. So right. that's how I got my start. As being on these like Call of Duty and Halo teams with you know a couple friends. Right. And they would be uploading to YouTube. This was back when gaming was kind of just starting on YouTube too. Right. So they were recording. Everybody, you know, need YouTube banners or need YouTube intros and this and that. So started there. From there, went into. I say from there, I stayed on YouTube for. I want to say about seven years, just working with different YouTubers. Right. Different. Uh, actually, from YouTube, from doing the game and stuff, I got into esports. We got on a couple of teams. One of the teams that I was actually on won one of the was it Call of Duty Chips. Mm. They won one of them events. So, so, was, so, so you you <laughs> this probably in the conversation right now. Is you Xbox or is you PlayStation? <laughs> uh, I'm Xbox. Nah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nah, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that in the conversation, I'm, though, Flat. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with PlayStation, but like. Nah, for sure. Me and my brothers, we argue about this all the time. So I'm PlayStation. They all, all on Xbox. <laughs> I mean, I always had the philosophy, you know, people that like PlayStation like playing by themselves. Because throughout the years, PlayStation had was the single player games. Right, it was never sure. really a push for, all right, we're going to go play multiplayer, do this, everybody going to be in a uh, party and all that. So that's why I love Xbox. Right. You know. Right. Right. They update stuff up. But yeah, what, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what was what would you say those first designs was like? Because it's a lot of it be people that be young and they get in there and they think you know they they about to hit the ground running. Uh-huh. But tell them about them <laughs> their first designs. What was they like? Well, when okay. you look back at them now, like when I know when you when you doing them, you like oh yeah this about to be. I was killing the game back when I was yeah. when I was going. Like they was, yeah. I mean, but also for the time at which I was doing them, they was top tier. Oh, okay. So you know, like I say, I started you know a long, long time ago. So it was at that time we didn't have you know the Photoshop. Well, we had Photoshop and Illustrator, but it was like early, early versions of it. And then you didn't have the Canva, the Sketch, the Figma. You you know all the programs we got now. Right. So right. when you was getting into it, like you was actually getting into it. Yeah, you had to get get down. Like you had to get do the yeah. work. Right. Yeah, but when I look back at them now, you know, like oh my god, I, I really made that. But then right. again, I can look at it and see, you know, like the that. idea that I had behind it. So right. even back when I first started, like now, my biggest thing is the story behind the art right. piece. Right. Everything I do is for me is an art piece. Yeah, people don't understand that part about like graphic design. Like it ain't just like making something that look cool because it's like it's like where is it where's that going? Exactly. And a lot of people 
I, I made a post about about uh like some of these these programs. So like a lot of people know how to make something that looks cool. Like that's that's like when you get in that's it, you 25% of the battle. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people know how to make something that look cool, especially with all of these programs, like you said, like Canva and so. And I made a post about that, like, and I didn't want people to get offended by the post, but there is a difference. Like, it's a difference between somebody that can go in, edit something, then somebody that's just like pulling out a template and then placing. Like, because I feel like, and, and it ain't, I don't feel like it's it's nothing wrong. Like, I don't knock nobody's hustles when it comes to, like, Canva or, or none of those type of things. But it's a difference. Like, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you, I feel like, I feel like it's a difference between a person that, that comes up with a design, works with a, a business and, and builds a brand versus somebody that just puts something out and says, like, this is my work. Where technically, is 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 it's your work, but to an extent because you taking it from somewhere else. Like, but you know, it was a blow back and forth on that. But that's I think that's the difference. Like, and that's kind of what I wanted to discuss was like when you when you in that like in that in those stages. Like, how did you begin to separate yourself? Like, when when did you know like all right, I'm about to separate myself from. The people that's that's in this box, and I gotta branch out and do my own own thing. Um, for me, I've always been a out of the box type person. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. Which right. I mean, it's not hard because everybody do a lot of the same stuff. Right. So, and <laughs> you know, if everybody's doing the same thing. If you do something just a little bit different, you normally stand out more. Right. Um, so for me, just with everything I did, I had to do something that was different from the normal that everybody expected to see. So, you know, right. Like, like right now, everybody do the little social media content flyers. And right. You can tell they all... Similar ideas, you know, similar colors, similar images. I've been I've been seeing that too. And yeah, I've been man. noticing that like now you, you, you can finish out finish your thought. I, I mean, but that that came with the wave of Canva, Canva designers. Right. You know? Right. Right. But it's right, always right. you're so limited in what you can do in Canva unless you have those, you know, technical skills outside of what the program would like you to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I, w- I was, I was thinking that like when we, when we as designers, like we go out, like you, obviously you figure out like, okay, bam, I want to do this. Like, this is what I want to do. I'm about to go out and I'm about to be a designer. And you, what what a lot of us find is like we're in a, like you don't understand how many designers there is, how many graphic designers there is until you become a designer, like mm-hmm. and you and you in this world of like, like, like oh man, how how can I how can I break through? How can I how can I separate myself? I know for me is like, if I want to get in those brackets where people paying tens of thousands of dollars for 
brand identities and, and these type of things. Like, what, what do I have to do? And it's really about separating yourself. Exactly. For me, yeah. So, so when I, when I start seeing like, like, I'm like noticing like all of these flyers is the same. Like everybody pretty much got the same thing. How can a brand, how can a brand found, find value when they stuck in the shuffle too? So like if I work in a business or if I have my own business, say it's like a shoe company or something like that, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to expand and I'm trying to become something, some one of the top shoe companies, how can I, how can I brand myself if I'm doing the same advertising that everybody else is doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm starting to, and I'm starting to notice that. And, and I, and this is where I want to, like kind of help people like during this conversation it's like like in order to 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 when you're working with a company it's about how can you you don't have to know everything about what that company's doing to know is it actually it actually can be beneficial that you don't know everything about the company because you can find yourself following the trends of what that that uh industry doing it can benefit you not even knowing much about it and that's how you can kind of get a new client like maybe i don't know much about it but do you want somebody that know everything about it so they can go through the same trends or do you want somebody that can learn something and bring things from different industries that can help you expand your business like you know what i'm saying exactly that's that's actually another one of the things that set me apart because I have worked in different industries, you know, from gaming to esports to regular sports to clothing, mm-hmm. beauty, you know, professional services, you know, like uh, what is it, trucking and all the like contractor type stuff and real estate, mm-hmm. and so. And when you step in each one of the different industries, they all have their own. Like standard of what mm-hmm. a design should be, right? And what you know, if you stuck in, you've been in beauty for four or five years. Yeah, it might be a little tough for you to switch over to real estate or to sports or to you know something else that has a completely different view of what a design should be. Exactly. But then, but then that's a test of your actual creativity in you as a mm-hmm. designer. Yeah, yeah. That's when you that's when you learn how to push the limits of what like design can do. Like what branding can do, what marketing can do. All all of these things where like like you can you can where you want to expand business, like you, you find yourself pushing the limits to it. Like, all right, let me let me uh mix this with that and let me take something from over here and put it with that. Um, is is that where that came from? Just you working from different places? Yeah, They're just working from different places, taking taking things from the different industries. That okay, it worked over here. Let me see if it'll work here, or if it won't work the way that it works over here, how can I incorporate it to fit what I'm doing over here? Right. Right. I mean, it is a saying like, "Ain't nothing new under the sun," exactly. and it, it it's it, it's true. Like 
Like it pretty much like when was the last time you seen something that was truly innovative? Like that was like innovative, like something you never seen before. It's rare. They've so far few in between. But the thing that can make things feel new or brand new or innovative if is if you bring something from somewhere else and mesh it with something from a different whole totally different brand and making it work like that's how that's how you build yourself and a lot of people and a lot of designers especially new ones they don't really understand that that's how you separate yourself so Mm -hmm. if you if you if you do it and you wanna and you um and you wanna be in that that bracket because like i say i say it all the time like most designers is at a race to the bottom which means everybody's trying to get the lowest price under being everybody else right so mm-hmm. it makes it it dilutes what a d- designer can do which goes back to like it's a lot of designers that know how to make things look good like you can make it look good but how can you separate yourself like so a lot of designers are at at in a race to the bottom but the only way you can really separate yourself is doing something that's not inside that box that we're talking about. Like that's that's They're standing that's, on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it ain't easy. Like no, it's not no. easy. It's actually easy to go into the, the the trends that people do. Like the trends that people. I say like, the 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 biggest downfall for a lot of designers is they have to chase the money. Oh yeah. Because once you get out of that mindset of having to chase the money then it's a lot easier to stand on the stuff that you actually want to do. Exactly. Because you ain't sitting here trying to cater to everybody just because they trying to hand you some money. Exactly. No, no is a designer's best friend. Like if you can say no to a client, it'll take you farther because you won't settle for, you know, bad clients or people that just don't fit what you trying to do because there's clients out here that just I just want something quick. I just want this. They try they try to tell you how to do your job. Like uh-huh. instead of yeah. trusting you, trusting your experience and what you you trying to do. So like and and and, and most of those designers or most of those clients that's like that don't want to really pay the the highest uh the higher extent or the high you know the highest value or however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. Like they don't really want to pay that the big the big dollars because they they use the penny pinchers like <laughs> uh-huh. and they're not putting the value in what they're doing. Exactly. So they don't value what you do because they're not valuing what they try to do. So it all trickles down. Right, right. I say my advice is is like stay away from designers. I mean clients that that's about getting the lowest price you stay away from people that that's like that like, oh, i'm just trying to get the lowest price instead of creating the most value then you 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 will start to expand and actually know how to target certain audiences and target certain people um i feel like i feel like in this though it there is a, it's a lot of different business people but when when you when you talk about black 
businesses because a, a lot of black businesses are, are just starting. They're just new and they, 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 they like, oh, I don't want to spend so much money on this logo or I don't want to spend so money, much money on this brand and these, these flyers, these business cards, these whatever. But they don't under, a lot of them, a lot of black business owners don't understand the value of, of what the industry brings, what the design industry brings, what Brandon brings. How do you feel about that? Like just that are people not understanding it? Uh, that's a really hard, you know, hard topic because you have those people that do understand mm-hmm. because they trying to run a business and they understand I don't want people coming to me asking for a discount. Mm-hmm. But you go into, you know, us as designers asking for a discount, trying right. to lowball, you know. Right. So it, it don't work, but at the same time, like I can understand it because you don't have confidence in what you're trying to do. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But that also happens because a lot of times we as black business owners just start something because oh that look cool I can make a little money doing this oh I like doing lashes so I'm gonna just start me a little lash business give me a little quick logo you know the most important part of my business is me doing the lashes right but you know not really understanding if you take Two, I say, two months to really go through the process of preparing your business the way it should be prepared before you even come to us. Like, go sit down with a brand strategist. Mm-hmm. Go sit down with a marketing person. We should be, if you're not sitting down with all three of us at the same time, we should be the last one that's in that equation. Right, because we take it what the brand strategist and the marketing strategist decided to come up with for your business and turning it into the visuals that will help the strategies that they came up with. Right, you know, but that takes a a process that a lot of people skip. Right, you know, then they'll come to us and expect us to be able to do all of that, even though we just a designer. Right. Oh, I mean, it's it's a lack of understanding because, like too. I said, a lot of people just knew. Like, and a lot of a lot of African American or black design or business owners don't have access to actual like those 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 businesses that actually um that actually put that time and that work in. And the branding, and I mean, if you look at the the if you look at a lot of the the business other businesses, they don't have a lot of the, a lot of times they don't have the best products. Like mm-hmm. a lot of restaurants don't have the best foods. A lot of the clothes aren't the best quality. A lot of the the, the uh, a lot of just just any you know other things they they might they may not be the best at it, but their branding is so on point. And like you said in the beginning of the conversation, 
they had their story. They already exactly. got their story. So they they so when a person looks at them, they like, okay, I can buy into that. I can buy into what they're selling because I feel like I'm a part of a group or whatever it may be. Like like I'm a part of something special or I'm getting value out of this. So I mean that's what that's one of the things that black business owners we we gotta like teach them or get them to understand like you can you can do whatever you want like but you gotta you gotta have the marketing the branding to go with it like you know what i'm saying you you gotta have something that people can hold on to and say that they are part of this like exactly and then that also take us as designers to collaborate with each other. Exactly. So say if you were good at doing brand and brand strategy, and I was good at doing websites, and somebody else was good at doing like the social media graphics, even if we all don't want to work under one umbrella, we should be collaborating because we all have clients that come, and they'll come to you for a logo, but then as you talk to them, like, oh, nah, you, you're going to need a website, you're going to need this, you're going to need that. And, you know, most times, as designers, we try to take on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's more money for us. But It you know, seems that way. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> you get down to it, you doing stuff that's not your forte. Right. And it's going to take longer. Right. I mean, you could have just collaborated with, you know, Joe Smo, paid him a little bit. Or had the client pay him, you know. Yeah, you could probably you can probably charge more just specializing. Like I specialize in in websites or I specialize in in this or that instead of you know trying to take the whole the whole thing. Or that's where you build an agency and you hire these people on, these freelancers until you can, you know, get a full time employees on and 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 that's when you start getting like your foot in the door, your 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 name out there, really. And that's when you can start charging the five to ten to twenty, you know, thirty thousand dollars for a project because then you got employees. You can be like, okay, I'm doing a website, but I'm gonna send you over here to him to do the SEO. He gonna get your you know website ranked and all that. Yeah. But, that's what a lot of the quote-unquote white agencies do. They partner with people that have different specialties, and they and they hire they hire they hire at, like they hire out like it is not most if not all most of them like the top person the the top designer the one that's getting most of the credit ain't doing really much of the work like they hire out like so many designers and so many and it ain't nothing wrong with that at all like because you know that's the place where most of us try to get to but that's what it that's what it is that's what it comes down to um when did you when did you when did you figure out like when did you start making that transition because i see you i see you now you 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 your your uh like your content is mostly about 
like teaching. Like I see you like, man, this is what this is. This is what that is. Uh, this is this helped me along the way or whatever. When did you get to that point where you was like, man, people got to understand this. People got to start teaching and art. You have to you have to start teaching. When do you you get to that point? Um, well, like I said, I was in esports and stuff, and over there they all know this. So mm-hmm. you know, I was like, okay, let me take some time and come back to you know my city because I see I see you know people keep trying to do stuff, but they struggling. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the information that you know that they need. So I came back, you know, tried to help people locally just by design and, and whenever I would get a client, I would, you know, educate them as much as I can throughout the process. But over the last, I would say last year, it's got worse, especially mm-hmm. with all the new wave of designers. Mm-hmm. And then the designers get the information from the wrong place. Are they not getting the right information? So I've gotten to the point where the only way to improve the clients is by improving the designers. Right. So that the designers take more time in educating the clients on what should be done and why it should be done. And, you know, and that increase the value of what we do. Mm -hmm. Right. You you know, you're not having designers. Oh, I need four flyers. And, you know, the designer's scared. Just try to get the client. Uh, I'll charge you 75 for them. All right. But then they going to spend two, three days trying to make the flyers. You ain't made no money. All right. All right. It's so right. more of a teaching and helping designers build that confidence to actually uphold the value of what we do. Right. I think we just hit a topic really and I and it's about the city. Cause I don't know who's gonna listen to this or whatever, whatever. But me and you, we from Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um do you think <laughs> hopefully I don't open up a can of worms, but no, do you might, think you just a little bit <laughs> do you think that it's a problem? with the the city like in general like as far as just understanding and i don't know if i'm speaking mostly on because they're look obviously we have a this is a real actual city we have a lot of successful businesses um Mm -hmm. so i want to figure out how i'm gonna ask this question do you think it's a flaw with the city and if so do you think the flaw is just with our community or is it more widespread than maybe I can see? Like as far as just the branding or the building of businesses and stuff like that. Okay. So hold on. Hold on. Before you before you go, I want to preface this. I wanna say it, I wanna I wanna say it like this. In Cincinnati, it's there is a lot of like franchise businesses that come in like like you you can get businesses in here and they are successful businesses um 
But I don't know if there's a lot of like major successful businesses that's homegrown. That's I think that's what I'm. That's where it is. That's where what I'm seeing. Now, if it ain't, you know, if you listening, hit me up. Like, yeah, these businesses are successful. Now there are some like I like black owned. Uh, it's closing the lines that I've seen. Like black owned, uh, good, uh, good, good company or uh, keep good company. And those clothing lines, I don't know. I mean, I, it's a couple coffee shops. But as far as the majority, like, where do you see the flaws at when it comes to our city? <laughs> so the biggest flaw, and I ain't going to say it's just our city. It's just the, I want to say mindset of black people. Mm. We, whenever we start something, a lot of times, we only think locally. Uh huh. As far as, all right, I'm gonna promote this to my family. I'm gonna promote this to my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna promote this around my city, and that's where it stops. Not, I'm promoting it online. I'm promoting it in Atlanta. I'm promoting it right. in mm-hmm. Lovely Rock. But then that's when we get the people. Once the promotion stops here. And they stop the growth here. Mm-hmm. That's when they start going to other cities like Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, mm-hmm. to try to build up the clientele there. But taking a business from here to go there to do it, and then right. they go build it up there and get to that same point, and now they got to move somewhere else. Right. So, like the two brands that you brought up, you know, Black Owned and uh, Good Company. The reason theirs is so successful is because they didn't have that mindset. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They wanted to be global. Just like Black owned, they opened up the the shop down in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Which is very smart because at the time that they did it, Atlanta was like the hot spot for fashion and, you know, anything of that nature. You know, before everybody just started running down there because. Everybody was running out to Atlanta. Yeah. And then they working with brands like the Bengals. Exactly. Which is what on a global scale. You know, it's just once we get out of that local first mindset and get to, all right, yes, the brand is here, but I want it to be a nationwide brand. Then we get into the mindset of, okay, what do I have to do? What do I have to invest, you know, to be able to make it that and make it a successful brand? Because we got a lot of businesses here that could be way more successful than they are. Mm -hmm. You know, they're doing good by standards of Cincinnati, but, you know, when you go to Florida and see somebody doing the same thing, and they over there charging 10 times what you charge it here. Right. I, I, I know I know this is not unique to, to our city. I know it's other cities that go through this. So if y'all if y'all if y'all if y'all feel like y'all city or y'all community is going through this, let me know. Like uh DM me, maybe come on, maybe we can discuss it. But 
I agree with what you're saying. Like a lot of people even told me, like, man, if you go to such and such and such and such, um, you would be <laughs> you would be more successful or you would be and and maybe it could be true, maybe. It could but, be, but at the same could, time, yeah. you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I feel like I can conquer this small pond and then I can I know what to do when I get to a, a bigger a bigger ocean, like you know what I'm saying? But the beautiful um, thing about what we do, we don't have to go nowhere else. As, exactly. We can be here and we can do what we're doing right now, have a conversation over a Zoom or a, 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 a phone phone call, have meetings, and, and we can go through seeing designs over email. Like, we don't even have to be in the same room. Other people, I, I, I think a lot of the brands and a lot of people think that they have to to go other places, which it's cool. Like you can network, like you do have to eventually go other places, but you don't have to. Like there's this thing called the internet that can <laughs> get you, <laughs> that can get you worldwide without you even moving. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of people said, like, told me like, oh, you're like, told me pretty much like you can't succeed here. Which I don't believe. Like I just don't believe that. Like because I've seen people succeeding here. That's one point. The other point is I see where the city is going. So I've seen. Mm-hmm. I see. I see already the developments. Developments that's being made downtown, uh, Wanna Hills, um, Avondale, like in some of the the hoods, the gentrification that's happening, and I see that the it, there's uh people that's uh just coming to the city and wanting to invest in properties. I see the the businesses that's coming in. Like I said, the franchises that's coming in. And and you can see that the change is happening. And if you jump ship, if you leave, then you won't know. Like mm-hmm. a boom just happening and you'll miss it. Like you know what I'm saying? So that's a part of it. Um but Another flaw. Another flaw, real quick. Nah, you good. Like we going now. We we fighting now. (laughs) Most black business owners. Oh, we about to get into a topic. Most black business owners, you know, want to have the black pride. Oh yeah, for sure. I have to scream to you that my business is black owned, or Mm -hmm. you know, my business is woman owned. I have mm-hmm. to scream to you. That is that. But at the same time, I'm only screaming it to my own people. Exactly. Like we forget to market to well, I guess most people will say they're not the demographic, but you have to market to the white people. You mm-hmm. have to market to the Indian people. You have to market to those people that you, you know, quote unquote what is your target market, but a lot of times they be want to mess with us. They be want yeah. to do business with us, but you know we kind of turn them off. A lot of yeah, a lot of them. You you got to know how to do it. Like it's a part of like where we come in at. Like when it comes to the branding, like like it's a um it's 
a lot of businesses, especially after George Floyd, um, rest rest in peace, especially after him, they they're looking for diversity. Like for instance, Target, they have like I go in there and get books for my kids because they got a whole section full of books for black mm-hmm. kids. Like you know what I'm saying? They got uh I've seen uh women women products uh that my wife mentions and I've seen them do like the black um just just diversity type of stuff and this is not just Target. It's so many businesses doing this where they 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 um they want to work with the black 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 brands or mm-hmm. just diversify women brands or whatever um so it's a way that black businesses can do it right and use that empowerment because it is empowering to our people to get on a broader platform but you you don't want to turn off the other people that may support you, like exactly. because there's a way to turn people off too, as well. Especially when you see your people ain't supporting you, you know, the way you want them to. Right, right. But sometimes that's not that's how it's just gonna happen. Like it's like right. when you first when you first start a when you first start a business, a lot of times your family and friends ain't gonna be the first ones to. Oh support. no, they gonna be the last ones to support. Right until they see, like, oh he. Cause they, they they know you like, and they probably know you for something else, like you know what I'm saying. So a lot of them, until they see that you dedicated and serious, they're not gonna support you. It's gonna be somebody random, like you know what I'm saying. And it's the same way with with black owned businesses as well. Like when a lot of a lot of people, they just gotta see somebody else doing it and gotta see some like somebody else so they can feel like oh this is cool enough to do which is crazy to me but <laughs> most people aren't leaders most people are followers there's few mm-hmm. leaders there's few leaders in the world yeah, but that'd be crazy <laughs> but that's that's pretty much how it is um uh let me see because I it was some other stuff before we before we get out of here, graphic design, like we said, all the all of this, how important do you feel it, it is it to have a graphic designer slash brand designer or you know just a designer? <laughs> how, how important is it? Like I I want people to understand this. Like we we talked about it, but I want to I want people to understand it. For me, it would be just as important as having a CEO. Mm. Elaborate. So, if you look at anything in the world, there was a graphic designer that had his hand on it. (laughs) Exactly. We wouldn't have computers, phones, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. None of that would look the way it does. If it wasn't for a graphic designer or a designer, period, having their hands on it. Mm-hmm. So, in business, a graphic designer is just as important as having a CEO. Yeah. Because you have to have somebody that can visually tell your story of the brand. Exactly. Look, 
I'm gonna say this. Most people think that what they do, like I, I'm acknowledging this. <laughs> most people think that what they do is the most important thing in the world. If you play sports, you think that that sport is the most important thing in the world. If you do music, you think that music runs the world. If you do art, then you think that art runs the world. If you do business, you think money runs the world. We are the same, but there is no denying <laughs> what you just said. When you look at letters that's made that you see, those are designed. When you look at signs that you see outside, those are designed. When you look at buildings that you go in, those are designed. So designers really do, really are a big, important part. So why, when you start in a business, would you overlook the design or the designer and try to undercut them or uh, shortcut the way? Like for people out there, if you have a business or if you have an organization that you're trying to uh, push or just in general, a brand that you want to push, don't overlook the designers that you have to come across. Do not overlook the designers because those are the ones that's shaping your story so that the other people can understand what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to pursue, how you trying to uh, add to the world. So I don't know that that would be that would be my my thing, my uh my say so or whatever in this. Um before we get out of here, I mentioned that you are an author. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Ah, uh, yeah. So I took it upon myself this year as getting into the teaching that I wanted to have a book that talked about the fundamentals of graphic design just to kind of, you know, have something out there that helps designers understand the principles and a lot of the technical stuff behind what we do. So, you know, I wrote a book called Learning the Fundamentals of Graphic Design, a Crash Course, which you can find on my website at drippingdesigns.com. Um, it's a uh, has about like 54 pages of great, great information that will teach you a lot about the principles and, you know, typography, high, you know, hierarchy, all the good things that us as designers are just people, period, because it doesn't just stick to design. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of stuff that can be used in different areas of your life. But it's a great book. If you get the time to check it out, you should. Is it a long book? Not really. I mean, like I say, it's fifty something pages, but it has a lot of yeah, it's not long images and you know examples inside of it. So you got a little bit of reading, but it's mostly looking at the images to understand what you're reading. Okay. So you get a you know you get both uh both sides so that you're not reading too much, you know, because a lot of people. Read a little bit, get distracted. <laughs> yep, that's 
That's that's that's sound like that sound like something good, useful. If you're trying to get into design and you don't know where to start, we can start here. So uh tell them where they can where they can find you at. They can find me on Facebook at DeMarco Hill. They can find me on Twitter. I believe my Twitter is now branded by Marco. And you can find me on Instagram at branded by Marco. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for having coming. me. Yes, sir. It was a good conversation. Hey, y'all. That's, been, that's DeMarco Hill. I'm Ted D. This is the Ill Perspective Podcast. Peace.